Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. $2 billion in emergency funding for the Veterans Choice Program will be included in a continuing resolution for civilian agencies. It'll be the third time Congress approves a short-term funding fix for the Choice Program this year. The CR would hold current funding for civilian agencies through January 19th and fund the Defense Department for the rest of the fiscal year. The House Veterans Affairs Committee passed a new bill that overhauls the VA Choice Program, but lawmakers say they don't have enough time before the year ends to pass a full-fledged solution. The system VA wants to use for automating certain medical procedures and tracking and monitoring medical supplies is plagued with mismanagement, according to the agency's inspector general. The IG says the Veterans Health Administration's real-time location system failed to comply with VA oversight and management policy. After spending over $400 million, it recommends VA reconsider whether RTLS is a worthwhile investment. $230 billion from the Defense Department went towards minority and women-owned businesses between 2010 and 2016. An analysis by the Government Accountability Office says though DOD's contracts to these businesses went down 12% over time, the overall number of contract obligations also decreased by 27%. The review is mandated by the 2017 Defense Authorization Act. Military personnel and readiness issues affect millions of U.S. troops and Defense Department employees. Federal News Radio Scott Massioni tells us what might be in store for 2018. Lawmakers and military analysts agree service members are stretched too thin by overseas engagements and readiness issues. House Armed Services Committee Ranking Member Adam Smith says one of the most important issues in 2018 will be end strength. Smith says it's dangerous to tell the military to grow without giving it proper resources. House Armed Services Subcommittee on Personnel Ranking member Jackie Spear says sexual misconduct and misbehavior are issues that will be highlighted in the military in 2018. I'm Scott Massioni. A Senate panel rejects President Trump's choice to lead the Export-Import Bank. Two Republicans on the Senate Banking Committee sealed former New Jersey Representative Scott Garrett's fate. Garrett voted to close the XM Bank when serving in Congress, a factor his opposers say would have made it hard for him to reform and operate it. To speed up the nomination process, the Senate Rules Committee is considering an idea to cut down on debate time requirements. A proposal from Senator James Lankford would reduce debate time for most executive branch nominees from 30 hours to 8 and from 30 hours to 2 for district court nominees. Debates for cabinet level and Supreme Court nominees would remain at 30 hours. A big voice for good government joins the call for full staffing at the Merit Systems Protection Board. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. The Education Department's federal student financial aid program faces questions about its data security again. Senator Ron Wyden writes to education officials asking they take immediate action to better secure data submitted through the free online application. He wants education to move to a multi-factor authentication process for students and parents. Education came under fire earlier this year when the IRS shut down the data retrieval tool on FAFSA.com. after hackers obtained personal data and filed fraudulent tax returns. And the WannaCry cyber attack pushes DHS to be more proactive in defending federal and private sector networks. The Project on Government Oversight says the lack of a quorum not only delays decisions on cases, it also blocks release of crucial research. Pogo says in particular, an update to MSPB's 1995 report on sexual harassment in the federal workplace is bottled up. Pogo cites the case of Alyssa Bermudez versus the Transportation Security Administration in urging President Trump to make those MSPB nominations. I'm Tom Tamman. The Homeland Security Department wants to do a better job identifying potential cyber threats before they reach the general public. Jeanette Manfro, the Assistant Secretary for Cybersecurity at DHS, says the agency wants to be more proactive in intervening directly with companies when necessary. She says that means working with internet service and managed services providers before the malware gets into the broader public. 
Manfred says the WannaCry attack earlier this year demonstrated the need to become more aggressive in how DHS works with the private sector. The White House yesterday attributed that attack to North Korea. I'm Jason Miller. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.